0: Welcome to the fitness Canner podcast. I'm your host, Eric Feigl. I'll be bringing you the truth about exercise by interviewing fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, as well as fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders. Hopefully you take this info and apply it to have a better, healthier and happier lifestyle. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hey everybody! Welcome back to Fitness Canner Podcast, Episode Fifty Six. I am joined today by Strength and Conditioning Coach Jay Spearman. He is the SNC coach at Heathwood Hall in Columbia, South Carolina, and I think he's going to give a really unique perspective on how to keep uh, youth athletes injury free. And this is something that has not been really talked about that much. I think a lot of coaches and and in particular, not necessarily strength and conditioning coaches, but they want their athletes to be so oriented on one sport that we kind of overlook the benefits of having having children and student athletes play multiple sports. And what that does to the body in terms of balance and mobility and how that can progress uh, later in life and as they become better at their certain sport. So he's going to have some really unique um things to say about that and his is really unique also because it kind of stemmed from that so jay i appreciate taking the time out of your day man welcome to the show thank you sir so I appreciate
1: you Eric.
0: absolutely take uh, take us through your background and how you became to do what you do now
1: all right so all my life i played sports i've played um football basketball track, I've been active all my life, so I was, um, in um, high school, I was a quarterback for football, and I was, um, and I was blessed to have an athletic scholarship to, uh, to USC, so I played there, and in 2008, I had my first shoulder surgery, so I'm like, all right, what is, what's going on here and I rehab and that was actually my first time having a surgery. So it's like, it's like this eye opener, like it's different. You're doing rehab every day on top of other things. So it's like, it, it, it shows you a different side of sports. Like there's the, um the part where you play it. And then there's a part where, if the injury happens, I have to rehab and get back to plan it. So rehab came back next year, had an, another surgery. So it's like, all right, what is this trying to, like, what's going on here? Right. Rehabbed again, came back again. It's like, all right, am I back now? Will this happen ever again? And it did. So I'm like, all right. So the third surgery is like, all right, I love football and I, I don't want to give it up, but God is trying to tell me something here. Like, what is like, what's the message that I'm trying to get here? Like, what is it? So I started talking to coaches, my family about, all right, there's something bigger than sports here. Like there's there's something bigger that I need to figure out in order to figure out my passion and my purpose. Like, what is it? So I started getting into training. So I was like, I worked with high school athletes, some some ladies, men. I worked with a lot of people then. So then I'm like, all right, so I love this, obviously. So I got my um I finished my undergrad while doing that and then I went on to um to grad school. I got my master's in health management and then I got my uh my master's in exercise science. So then at that point I started um interning with Coach uh Joe Connolly at USC here, great guy, because he was on the staff when I was playing football. So I knew him well. So he and his staff, I knew all of them very well. So I got to learn from them, talk to them and stuff. And I was also, so at that time, I was working with coach Joe there And then I was also teaching about, I think, about four exercise physiology classes, too. There. So the uh, labs of it. Then uh, here's my uh, master's in exercise science. I got a call from uh, Jeff Whalen here at um, Heath, and I've been here. in August, it'll be going on my third year here. So I mean, that's awesome. that's that story in brief. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's you know I think it, it takes a unique perspective, and it, I'm sure the athletes that you're dealing with now can greatly respect you where you came from because, you know, all, not to say all athletes are going to be injured. Cause that's not necessarily true. But if you're right. in athletics, uh, you're active the chances of you becoming injury are probably a lot higher. So, you know, pr- playing at that collegiate level, especially as an aggressive football or a football program as a South Carolina, you know, I'm sure that they know that you know where they're going if they become injured, right? Like you have that mental connection with them because it's not only right. just about, you know, if, if, I, if I train somebody who has, I've never trained, um, I, well, I shouldn't say that, I... I've trained people that have injuries that I have never had. okay? So I right, can't right, understand right. like their mental aspect. I, do I know how to make them better? Yes. the right. The mental capacity though that it takes for someone to come back from from a an injury like that to get back their to playing their sport. I mean, that connection is hard to make unless you've been there. So I think you've really given kind of a, a unique perspective on on how how to take that and turn it into something positive and to keep going with it, which is you know what you're doing now. You're helping athletes right. stay healthy and and you know stay injury free. So that's uh right. that's that's pretty awesome. Um right. so dive in a little more to to what's going on at Heathwood Hall. What uh what's your day to day look like there and who do you help there?
1: All right, so I have um so I actually work with all sports, one. And then, so I teach. Our schedule goes from, it, it's like a, it's on um, kind of like blocks. So they're, so right now, say on, if I'm looking at the schedule, like for a Monday, on a Monday, I'm teaching Let's see, one, two, three, four, four classes of high school, and then I also teach the uh, middle school kids the um the sixth graders and the seventh graders.
0: So you're not busy so, at all
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, but it's is in my field it's like you wanna be busy. Like, that's your goal, because that means if I'm busy, I'm working with kids, and that's your passion. Like, that's what you are called to actually do, and it's like, it's, I don't really see it as work, because it's fun. Like, when when you can see a kid grow up literally as you watch them over like months or a year or two, like that's like, that's the goal. Like you watch them grow. And when they grow, they learn to do things right. They actually have fun because nobody has fun being injured. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like I always try and talk to them and say, Hey, look, we want to do everything right. And we want to although we we can't completely deplete the risk of being injured, I mean the being i mean injured we we want to minimize that, and you can through proper training and like teaching them outside of this the why like why are you doing this? when should you use this or how is this going to help me in X, Y, or Z stuff like that? And Eric, I'm honestly, man, if you would have asked me, would I, would would I really enjoy it this much? Like when I was in in the playing field, like as far as football and stuff, I honestly had no idea that I would love this. Like this now, I love it. It's it, awesome. like plan like all over
0: again. Yeah, because you found you fe- you repurposed your passion into some <clears throat> into something else, which is, and especially when you're you're helping other people who are also passionate about what they're doing, you know. So right. you kind of I'm sure you kind of feed off of each other. Um, right. So what's you and I when we first spoke, we talked a lot about how you help these these athletes that may be dedicated to one sport, you kind of help them um, understand how important it is to maybe test out the waters in other sports and how that right. will help reduce injury and um, maybe create a little more balance, right, in their body. I right. mean, if if they're so... Right. And, and then we kind of also talked about how there's all this research now that's starting to come to light that if, you know, if you're you're a right-handed pitcher and all you do, you throw hundreds of right-handed pitches for practice or however many they throw that it may be beneficial to start throwing at least half the amount of pitches, even though you're not accurate, even though they're not as fast, you're throwing the same motion on the other side. So you're building um, symmetry in the body. You're not overdeveloping one area. You're reducing the risk of injury long-term. So, Uh, what what kind of work do you do with those students and how do you drive that home?
1: It's, um, so normally the first few minutes of class, we have about three minutes of where we like sit and talk about life quick. And I talk to them about like, some days I am seeing that we talk, about multiple sports because it's it's to a point now where you see it in sports like on like on tv you see it in in research based stuff and i think they showed it for the um they showed it during the well after the Super Bowl they showed it after the national championship this year and they showed it a few years ago of what type of players coaches want to recruit most of the kids that coaches recruit are multi-sport athletes and it's to a point now where if you break down the sport you want kids to see that in most sports and I can't say say all sports but in most sports you're running a lot, you jump, you throw, catch, kick or you strike. Right. And it's like all right, it it changes per sport and the way that you do it is altered a bit but no matter what those fundamental movement skills just won't go away and it's like all right like you said about the pitching if you have a kid that pitches consistently on one arm one arm one arm the the other arm needs work too so it's like all right what are we what are we doing to make sure that the kid fully understands Hey, look. Maybe I should try other sports because I may be good at them. Who knows? And a lot of times we've gotten kids to try it and they love it. And they're like, "Wait a minute! I didn't think I was gonna actually love this." Right. And it's like, yeah, you do. And then they see that. All right. They see that once they go to their first love, that sport. It's like, coach, I've gotten better in that too, and I'm like, yeah, because you're 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 being well rounded, like you're being shaped as you're supposed to be because we all know that it's only if you specialize it's only a matter of time before something goes wrong, right. And it's like, all right, we're not saying it's g- gonna be real bad because we don't know the um, impact, but but we do know that nothing in life is just linear. It's it's a halt somewhere, and that's where that's where like I'm always open and honest with them, and I talk to them about like if the the big thing now is. Everybody wonders, all right, if I play this sport, will I will, will I still get recruited to play my first love, that sport? And when you see it, when you actually see coaches that speak on it, like, hey, we love recruiting multiple sport athletes. That makes kids like fully understand, hey, look. If I play another sport, it won't hurt me, it can help me. Right. Because everybody wants to see diversity. They want to see that that you can play one thing and then it can it can completely transfer over to something else with practice. Mhm. Of course. But I mean, it's it's so it's like we have a large reach every single day, like getting kids to just see it, and like we talk about. I talk to them about like research. I'll show them charts on how many people played this sport in um high school, and a lot of times you will see that guys played sports and high school and they were actually better in their secondary sport and it's like wait a minute so my first love is like the one I've played all my life and then I start playing the secondary sport and I'm actually really great at this and it's like you kind of like you made them understand that they're going to have to start trying new things. Like you can't stay in a box all of your life, and yeah. like that's kind of that's kind of how I see it every day.
0: Yeah, and that and that makes total sense. And I think there's some some really good evidence out there because you see a lot of of college uh, football players who also were multi sport athletes that played baseball who will play maybe um, who who will get drafted as a whatever position football player. And after a couple of years, they transfer to back to baseball and they go into the majors and they have an extremely successful career in the majors. And, um, you know, and finding that passion, I feel like if you, if you reach that certain level, college athletics, this is not, this is not a blanket statement. There are some people who, you know, probably do end up falling out of love with, with sports for one reason or another, but you have a high passion and a high drive to perform well at almost anything you do. So, and to, hey. cy- to cycle back, you know, you're trying to get kids to understand on how to be a well-rounded athlete. Well, number one, you know, a lot of it starts in the weight room and and right. complementary with the field. There's no, there's no doubt about right. that. But, you know, like right. you said, we talked about if you have a, a person, and they could go for a quarterback too, who's taking reps upon reps upon reps playing at quarterback or a pitcher or something, and... It, it might even be a different position that they they try to play on the same sport. So right. if you have like a quarterback, just go out and take a couple reps at catching the ball, right. jumping up and catching the ball, just to get that other that other limb, and the other back, the side of the the lat and the trap and everything to move in a different manner. And they do that not that right. they're trying to make that their actual position, um, you know, but that improves overall athleticism too. I mean, I I train with a guy who is a NCAA um shot put thrower and he's one of the mm-hmm. most athletic guys I know. You kind of think like, "Oh, really? He's probably right. just this big lumbering no, like he's definitely big, but I'm telling you, man, he's fast. He can jump, he can run, and he even said he goes, "I probably should have played football." And maybe right. he was right. Like he he, you know, legitimately like he understands that there's crossover in all these different sports and um you know, to get really good at one it's, there's definitely some benefit of of putting a lot of focus into fine-tuning a certain craft. You know, like if you're going to be a right. wide receiver, you got to have good hands. You're going to want to work on that. But that doesn't mean that you can't go out and swing a bat and be just as good or, you know, there's not going to be any any transfer in explosive power jumping from home plate to first or, to, you know, from first to right. second. Right. So there's definitely some crossover patterns there, and I think that's really important to start to ingrain that into to young students, especially ones that are are afraid to maybe step away from one sport and test the waters in in others.
1: Right, right. And um, uh, and what I always ask them first is, why, why, so if they don't want to play another sport, I always ask why. And like the big question we always ask here in the, weight room is why so I let them know why they are doing everything because why is the that's the question that gives the meaning to everything and a lot of times the why will be oh because I've never done it and I'm like hmm before I coached I've never coached and like they look and was like yeah because that makes sense and I always say well (laughs) That's the that's the reason like you like be before you do it, you have to do it. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. now. Yeah. And before I can become great at something, I have to work at it. Yep. And they always hear me say the process versus the product. Everybody wants the shiny product. Mm-hmm. But it's a process to get from point A to point B or point B to C or whatever it is. Yep. And like I speak on that from being from being an injured athlete going through rehab. I wanted to be able to do a pull up. I want it to be able to go back to benching. I want to be able to to do everything I could do before I was injured. But then it's like, all right, I just, like, my first step is to be able to even raise my arm up over my head. Right. And, like, that's what that's what made me see life different. And I talked to them, I'm like, their concern is, oh, what if I'm not good at it? <laughs> and I'm like, if you're not good at it, that means that what? effort will allow you to get better. Anybody can get better in anything. Right. And like that's the message I always preach. We are here to get better. No matter where you are, if you're at elite level in the NFL, NBA, wherever, you can still get better. Right. If you're at a if if you're at a smaller level, You can still get better, but no matter what, we have to get better. Yeah, and and like you, you kind of get buy in that way from being from just showing kids that you're being authentic, like you're being real with them. Because if you're not, they see that, yeah, they know that, they know it quick, and it's just like you want to always 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 make sure that they understand that it's going to take effort it's not going to be easy especially if it's something new right and i tell them all the time just try it what if you love it and if you don't then you have to understand that all right if i don't love it there's a reason why most of the time, we don't love things that we aren't good at. So it's like, all right, if my goal is to get better, eventually I'll like it a little bit more if I get better.
0: Yeah, you'll see progress, and that's what makes it worth it. You'll see it. You're right. Yep. You know, to, to circle back, and when people say, you know, well, Coach, I've, I've, I've never done it before, and, you know, depending on how old the athlete is, you know, I, I've, said things, <laughs> I've said things to people like, well, you used to not be able to drive a car. We didn't start like at one point we we didn't you didn't know how to drive a car. You didn't know how to tie your shoes either. But guess what? Like you can do it no problem now. It's just a matter of taking that first step. And and granted, like you know, some of these some of these people, some of these kids, uh, and as they they grow up, they're they're probably less and less likely to want to step out of their their boundaries. But like you said, you know, it's it's putting in you put in the effort, you put in the effort to come so far in you know this respective sport. You know that you can, you have the ability to put in effort to be good at something else. Right. So I think that may, I think that makes a lot sense, a lot of sense from, from that standpoint. And another thing you said, you know, being authentic. Um, right. Do Do you think when you know you got a kid, let's say who's, who let's just say football because it's your sport, um, who's a football player, and let's say they want to go out, and maybe this is a stretch, let's say for tennis. I don't know. They want to go be a tennis player also. And you're like, yeah, let's go, let's go try that out. At what point do you think, or is there a point you think where you sit down with them and say, look, you're not progressing like you should be. It doesn't look like you're enjoying it. Maybe this isn't the right path. Maybe we should just stick to this or let's go try something else. Or do you kind of just let them go through it until they realize it themselves?
1: It's so for me, it's like, you have to, you you have people that guide you every day, but you have to know and be honest with your feelings. So it's like I asked them. I asked first, like, all right, you've already established that you, that you're new to this. All right. So but are you honestly applying one hundred percent effort to get better? And and a lot of times I'll tell them, don't answer that. Just think about it. And they'll look at me and be like, Coach, that's a good question. And then we'll talk. And I'm like, all right, if 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 you are honestly applying all that you can to get better. X, you will get better at something, even if it's say say week one, the kid goes out there, they try to do a overhand serve, and they miss the ball. My next goal, if I'm that kid, my next goal is to be able to get to just make contact with the ball, so small wins right and I never teach them to give up on stuff because it's like, if you give up on it, what do you get out of it? Right. If you, if you go through it, that's your story now. And, and a lot of folks always, they asked us, they were like, so if you could change anything, would you, would you make it so that you did not have surgeries? And at first at first when I was asked this like years back, I was like, Well, you know, um, I probably wouldn't have surgery so I can keep playing football. Now, Eric, it's completely different. It's like I really I'm thankful for that because that's what molded me to be who I am now. So right. I see them and I'm like, all right, so what if, what if you trying this? is pulling you out of your comfort zone. And every single day I tell them we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where yep. we grow. Right. And and you're gonna realize, okay, this this might not be for me, but I'm gonna finish it though. If I start it, I'm gonna finish it. Because what if I what if I finish it and I actually get better at it. And I get better to a point where anytime you get better, there's a there's a natural sense that we gain a little more confidence, a little bit more, because now I can do something that I could not do. Yeah. And, and honestly, that, that motivates a lot of people, like being able to do something that they could not do or something that they wanted to do all of, like all of, their life, and they see it in reach, and they go for it, and they see, all right, I haven't quite reached it yet, but I'm getting closer, and that's all about the process. Like, we don't know how many steps it is to a process. It might be two, it might be
0: 20, it might be 200, but
1: no matter what, we have to go through that process.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, even even if a kid, as long as they follow through with it, they follow through with the season, or they follow through with whatever task you give them. And at the very end, then they really do tell you, "Look, coach, I I gave it my my honest, to, honest to goodness. I gave it my best shot, and I still don't enjoy it." That's still part of their journey right. because at least right. they they they've 100% they've reduced fear because now they know right. they can go into any obstacle and they can say, "Well, I can do this whole thing because it's not going to last forever." You know, you go into a sport every sport has a season's end. You know, it's not like a long-term thing where you're going to be stuck and miserable for the rest of your life. Go through it, see it through. And then when you're done, do an analysis and really, you know, take an inventory and say, Hey, did I really enjoy it? What did I get out of it? What did I put into it? Did it benefit somebody else? Am I benefited? And if the answers are greatly no, then okay, now, you know, but the next time something comes along, They're going to be a little more apt to say, I'm going to give this my best shot. And I know that I can, I know that no matter what happens on the outside, everything is going to be okay. Because that's really, you know, especially with a sport, I mean, barring injury and things like that, all you're going to find out is how much you love it and how much you, or how much you dislike it. Right. So, I mean, if anything else, you're, you know, if if there's any student out there listening to this, if anything else, you're just going to build up a little more resilience by doing something you don't want to do. Yes. So, and
1: the thing I always say is when you do things, you're going to either realize that it went well for me or it did not go well but if it did not go the way I planned it, it's not failure it's feedback it's only failure yep. if i it's only failure if I don't move forward with that and if And if I move forward with it, I learn something from it. Yep. And it's like, what do I learn from it? Like, what is it telling me? What is it showing me? Or what is it setting me up to do in the future? And it's like, I work with guys everyday area, like Marcus Lattimore Andrew Richardson, those are guys that they get it because they've gone through the same things. And it's like we always tell kids this. If you're about to take your next step and you're 100% comfortable with that next step, it's not going to challenge you nearly as much as it would if you were If you were confident, but if you kind of were not uncomfortable, if you're uncomfortable with your next step, that's the one you want to take.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because
1: it's like that's the one that's going to make you grow if you want to be great at it. And it's like like you always want to seek growth no matter what.
0: No matter what, right. Yeah. And I think that goes a long way, uh, both sides of the ball for you. Right. I mean, from coaching to, to playing right. play, playing to coaching and vice right. versa. I mean, and who knows what's next for, you know, on your journey and on anybody you else that's know. yeah. Right. And that similar path. But with everything that you just said, one thing that somebody could take away from that is no matter whether or not, if, if you do, or you don't know, take the next step because Go. some, because something will happen. And I right. think that's a really valuable right. piece of information to get across to people. Right. Um, Jay, if people have any any questions, comments, concerns uh, about what else you have going on, where can they get a hold of you?
1: Um, I have Facebook. Uh, it's uh, my name, Jay Spearman. I have Instagram. It's Coach Spearman. I have Twitter. It's Jay Spearman, you can always um, email me at s p e a r m j s at gmail dot com and I'll be glad to talk with anybody. Here. That's right. Well, because that's how. You... That's one thing. One thing about uh, about a journey like for me is when I was like younger Eric, my biggest thing was I wasn't comfortable reaching out to people. I Like at, at the age of like 20 and 19, you know, I, I did not reach out nearly as much as I should. Now, that's my job every single day. Like I am interacting with people every single day. So if you want to talk about things that you you grow outside of your comfort zones that's definitely one for me so i'll talk to anybody about anything so feel free to shoot me a message and reach out
0: and he's not lying because that's exactly how you and i got linked up <laughs> so right but well, that's all right exactly i was yep all right jay i appreciate all the information you put out there and i hope people do get a hold of you so you can continue to to do what you were meant to do and um And if, uh, if you have anything else to add, go for it. Um, just thank you for um, having me Eric, because
1: you reaching out, I saw the message and in two seconds, I knew like, this is something I want to do because you were, you were passionate about what you do. And like, as in this field, passion drives this. Like, you have to love it if you want to grow. Yep. And I really
0: respect that. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Yes, sir.